And greetings, everyone. This is Terry, naturally, with Terry Talks Nutrition. We're here every Saturday and Sunday morning from 8 o'clock until 9 o'clock Central Standard Time. And our primary focus is on you. We always want you to know that you and I are the only ones responsible for our individual health. The doctor does not maintain our health. The doctor doesn't know anything about health for him and his family or her and her family or for any other family. Doctors are trained to dispense and prescribe drugs and for conditions that are not related to drug therapy. Our primary current unhealthy conditions are based on the lack of nutrients, the lack of vitamins and minerals, and all the accessory of food factors that we should have in our diet today. We are diet deficient. We are nutritional deficient. We are not getting the nutrients we need to maintain good health. And if we don't maintain good health, there are signs and symptoms that indicate the lack of zinc or the lack of selenium or the lack of magnesium. You know, these conditions that we see every day, heart disease, hardening of the arteries, atherosclerosis, type 2 diabetes, obesity, all of these conditions and more, even including fatty liver disease and cancer, they're all based on our diet, that we are not getting a sufficient quantity of vitamins and minerals, polyphenols, and all of the other accessory food factors that we, we as the individual, our body, requires to maintain a normal health. So as we don't maintain a normal health, we show side effects. And, those, and then those side effects are classified by the FDA as diseases. And then the only company that can treat diseases or make drugs to treat those diseases are drug companies and then the doctors are the only ones that can prescribe those drugs for the diseases that are basically caused by a lack of proper diet. Crazy. Now we have to contend with the drugs and the potential side effects of the drugs. And then there may be other drugs required to treat the side effects of the original drug prescribed. We are taking this all in the wrong way. Food is our best medicine, not drugs. Drugs never will provide good health. In an emergency, yes. 
I would want a drug. If I am hit by a car and you're laying on the road, I want a drug. Take away the pain. Take away the injury. Take away the side effects of the accident. Recover. But to be healthy? Drugs will never make us healthy. That means we are choosing the wrong kind of lifestyle, the wrong kind of diet, the wrong kind of our entire lifestyle choices. So we're here to share with you information that can help put you back on the right track of a healthy lifestyle. We need nutrients. We need vitamins and minerals. We need proper sleep. We need good exercise. All these wrap into one, create the healthiness of our body. And today we're going to be talking about a feature topic. And that is on the mineral magnesium. And we're going to be talking about a new study on the health risk of sugary drinks. Drinks that contain large amount of sugar. Even natural drinks. And the nutrient of the day, calcium lactate. Not many people have heard of calcium lactate. And then what about a handful of nuts for a healthier heart? And five things you should know about the plant golden seal, Oregon grape, as these plants contain a compound called an alkaloid called berberine. Berberine is not the plant. Berberine is a natural component of these plants like Oregon grape or golden seal. And then let's take a closer look at the good so-called cholesterol, the HDL. How can we increase our level of HDL? And what does the HDL mean for our health? And here's a new study. How to prevent aging as we get older. Does that kind of sound like a paradox? How to prevent aging as we get older. Yes, there are more signs of aging than the number of our age. And what about taking iron? Iron is the most overlooked mineral and has taken a very bad rap. But maybe you should take zinc as well and not just iron. You know, every day, I would imagine almost all Americans have an overdose of a chemical 
that is toxic. Every day, I would say 99.9% of all Americans are consuming a chemical that is highly toxic and it has a lot of side effects, especially for women who are pregnant. We'll talk about all this and more right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. Now let's talk about the mineral magnesium. 70 to 80% of Americans do not get enough magnesium. They don't even get the minimum required amount of magnesium daily. 80% of Americans do not get enough magnesium daily. And you know, when you don't get, here's, here's what I'm talking about. When you don't get enough of a mineral, there are side effects. And then those side effects are treated by doctors with a drug. When all we should be doing is not taking the drug, but increasing our level of nutrients by adhering to a better diet, a healthier diet, and maybe add supplements to ensure that we are getting enough of those minerals and vitamins on a daily basis. Now, magnesium is, for men, they require 420 milligrams daily. Women, 320 milligrams daily. Now, magnesium is needed in our bodies for energy production, for bone formation, for nerve impulse conduction. muscle contraction, and normal heart rhythm. Now, when you don't get enough magnesium, and these minerals are not stored in our body, if you stop getting magnesium, or you stop getting enough zinc, within a week or two, your body is completely depleted of the minerals. You don't have any in your body unless you have a source that continuously increases your mineral every day. So signs of low magnesium, fatigue. Oh, I think everybody in the country suffers from fatigue, loss of energy, stress. Signs of low magnesium, number one, fatigue. Always tired. Muscle cramps. Day or night. Or spasms. Or muscle weakness. Irregular heartbeat. And drugs are prescribed for all of these. And also, low magnesium causes anxiety. I think everybody in America has one or more of these signs or symptoms like fatigue, muscle cramps, spasms, muscle weakness, 
irregular heartbeat, anxiety. Magnesium is wonderful for the heart. Now here are some uses for supplemental magnesium. What about PMS? How do we get relief from PMS? Magnesium supplemented for three months. Reduce PMS symptoms by up to 35%. So that's a reduction of headaches, tension, anxiety, mood swings, and bloating. High blood pressure. Supplementing the diet with magnesium or from food that contains high levels of magnesium. Reduce blood pressure by about two to four points. You think that's not enough? Two to four points? Just a two to three point drop in blood pressure can reduce the risk of stroke by up to 12%. All these food components, vitamins, minerals, polyphenols, are all valuable for maintaining a healthy body and healthy metabolism. Muscle spasms, cramping, common, I hear it all the time. Restless legs. Because magnesium stabilizes nerve fibers. And low magnesium levels leads to hyper-responsive neuromuscular activity. So in other words, muscle tremors, spasms, weakness, and like I said, restless leg syndrome. Carpal tunnel syndrome. Nerve pain. Especially when you combine magnesium with the very biologically active form of B6 called P5P and zinc, which can relieve carpal tunnel syndrome pain and can cure carpal tunnel syndrome without surgery. And surgery, in this case, usually is not very effective. Now, there are good and bad forms of magnesium. Magnesium is an element that's found in the earth. It's not taken from food. It's mined. If you find magnesium and they tell you that it's food-derived, they'd have to use hundreds of thousands of pounds of food to get all the magnesium as a supplement. Not possible. And magnesium as a dietary supplement is found in many forms. Like I said, some good, some bad. Magnesium citrate. That means magnesium is bound to citric acid. All minerals are bound to something 
to stabilize it as best as it possibly can. Magnesium oxide. This is magnesium plus oxygen. Magnesium hydroxide. Also known as milk of magnesia. These three forms of magnesium are very poorly absorbed and in fact they are so poorly absorbed out of the intestinal tract that they have a laxative effect. That's why people say I can't use magnesium. I get diarrhea. It's not the magnesium of quality because good magnesium like magnesium, glycinate, chelate, is bound to an amino acid. So it's very, very well absorbed and has absolutely no laxative effects. But now, if you are highly constipated, you can use magnesium citrate or magnesium oxide. And over a period of trial and error, you can establish what level of magnesium citrate you might require or magnesium oxide that will have that will create a better form of a bowel movement without being diarrhea but will still form a good stool so the one you really want is called magnesium bis bis glycinate is bound to an amino acid. Amino acid is a form of protein. All protein is broken down into amino acids. It's like all words are made up of letters. There's only 26 letters, but it can make a billion different words. And protein is made up of a number of amino acids. And then these amino acids when they're broken down from protein, from meat, or fish, or dairy, or cheese, these amino acids are combined like letters form a word. Amino acids form different forms of proteins, and it makes up every part of our body. So I would recommend overall that most people will benefit highly by taking up to 400 milligrams of magnesium bisglycinate, chelate, along with P5P, the active form of vitamin B6, and zinc. This is the highly beneficial combination that will allow you to absorb all the magnesium that you take and not cause diarrhea. Most people stop taking magnesium products because they're taking the wrong kind. The kind that makes you have diarrhea. And they're very inexpensive. They're cheap. So many people want to use a very poor form of magnesium because it lowers the cost of products. But it gives you a lot of problems. There's a trade-off. Buy good quality. And you'll have really good quality results.
So magnesium gives you the best results for all the conditions that were mentioned. So start including more foods that contain magnesium or otherwise take a supplement. And I really think in the case of magnesium, we'll never be able to eat enough food or the magnesium-rich foods sufficiently enough to get all the magnesium. So I would supplement. So look for a magnesium with P5P and zinc. Now here's a study on the health risks of drinking sugary drinks. Not only are, not only is sugar bad for your teeth, but it's bad for almost every body function you have. And sugary drinks are especially bad for your heart. Proven by this study. 12,000 people with type 2 diabetes reported on how often they drank sugar-sweetened beverages like soda and fruit juice, lemonade, even fruit juice. I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't drink any soft drinks. I drink juice. Well, the juice has even more sugar than the soft drinks. Because when you eat a piece of fruit, you're probably pretty much satisfied with one apple or one orange or one banana. But when you drink a glass of juice, that's probably equivalent to about 12 to 14 pieces of fruit. When you drink eight ounces of orange juice, that's about 10 to 14 oranges. That's how much sugar you're taking in. And that's about 14 teaspoons of sugar. Sugar. Yes, it's natural sugar. But the body has to still handle it as sugar. And the body doesn't know the difference between sugar in your coffee, sugar in your tea, sugar in your soft drink, or the sugar in your juice. All are sugar. Now the result of this study versus other drinks, each serving of a sugar-sweetened drink Increase the risk of premature death from heart disease by 8%. 61% of all Americans drink at least one sweetened drink every day. And many more Americans drink more than one a day. Now we can switch our drinks for better health. And by switching to other drinks, we reduce the risk of dying from heart disease by as much as 
by drinking coffee, 24% by drinking tea, and reducing 20% with just plain mineral water. Now here's one of my favorite forms of calcium for a variety of reasons. We need calcium for our nerves. We need calcium for our bones and teeth. Our whole skeleton structure is made up of bone and calcium. So this is a very special form of calcium called calcium lactate. L-A-C-T-A-T-E. It means that the calcium is bound to lactic acid. It is not a dairy calcium. It sounds like lactate. Sounds like it could be lactic acid. And it's very important for not only the bones but primarily for the soft tissue of the body. This would be an ideal form of calcium to mix with magnesium. Calcium lactate and magnesium together would be a very powerful combination for nerve tissue, muscle tissue, cramping, dry cough. It's one of my favorite for kids. You know, although 99% of calcium generally is stored in the bones, that's where the calcium should be in our body, not in the arteries, where it causes plaque to build up, closing off the artery, causing a bypass surgery to to get rid of the artery. There's ways of cleaning out the artery naturally, And then preventing the calcium from going into the arteries, but into the bone. Now the 1% remaining calcium is found in the blood and the soft tissues of the body. That means our flesh. That means our ligaments and tendons. That means our muscles. And it's very important. Just that 1% is very important. Now I've got to pause here for a moment to let the station identify itself and, and play some commercials. But when I come back, I want to tell you why we need this special form of calcium for very special ways. Not for the bone, but this is a very special need of calcium, especially calcium lactate. We'll be back right after this, right here on Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally. Welcome back, my friends. We're back here with Terry Talks Nutrition. I'm Terry Naturally, and we'll be here to the top of the hour. So stay with us. We have a lot more coming your way. We're talking about how to have a healthier heart. We'll talk about a plant. Well, I shouldn't call it a plant. It's a component extracted from plants called berberine and has very special health benefits. Very special. Now we're talking about a calcium known as calcium lactate. 
It is non-dairy. It sounds like it has dairy, but it is non-dairy. And why we need, need this form of calcium? Because it is not for the bones. It's for strengthening and supporting the soft tissue of the body. And we only need 1%. And it's so often that we don't get that 1%. Or we inhibit the absorption of that 1%. Now, calcium is needed to strengthen, help strengthen, the surface of the mucous membranes. Now, the mucous membranes are those wet, dry surfaces in our body and outside of our body. Our skin is a mucous membrane, but it's dry. But if you stick your finger in your mouth and you feel the side of your cheek, all that is also a mucous membrane, but it's wet. Every cavity in our body is formed with a mucous membrane. In the anus, vagina, mouth, nose, these are all forms of mucous membranes. And they form a wall, like a blockade, to keep out bacteria and viruses. When calcium is depleted from the soft tissues of the body, it causes a breakdown of the mucous membranes, weakens the barrier of the mucous membranes, and therefore viruses and bacteria can penetrate through the mucous membrane and enter the body. Calcium is also important for muscle contraction and nerve function, like tremors, like nerve disorders. So the result of low tissue calcium lactate levels are cold sores, fever blisters, as well as muscle cramps, restless legs, and here's one of my very wonderful concern. When kids go to bed at night, they've been running around all day, they've been playing out in the sun all day, because sun causes a depletion of calcium. And they have dry cough. They don't have a cold, they don't have a runny nose, but they just lay in bed and they have this dry cough. Why? because the muscles are cramping in the lung area, causing a repeated coughing, constriction. Give them a little bit of calcium lactate and the dry cough will stop almost immediately. Also very beneficial for preventing a sunburn. If you have enough calcium lactate in the surface of the skin, you will not burn. It prevents sunburns. And if you have a sunburn, taking calcium lactate will repair the damage to the surface of the skin. So what depletes calcium from the soft tissue of the body? Number one, stress. Number two, sugar. 
Sugar should never be consumed by anyone who wants to be healthy. Sugar disrupts so many metabolic functions and causes so many health conditions that we should never have sugar in our diet. Oh, maybe once in a while. It's not going to hurt if you have a piece of birthday cake or some treat. But the amount of sugar that we consume by each American is over 250 pounds of sugar per year. And what this does, it creates an acid environment which requires calcium to neutralize pulling calcium from the soft tissue and bones. Stress and sugar create an acid environment in the body. Over acid. And sudden sun exposure. Think someone from Wisconsin traveling to Mexico for their winter vacation. They are, they're out in the sun. Can't wait to enjoy that sun. They've been cooped up in the winter months in Wisconsin and they're off to Mexico and they can't wait to get out in that sun. And all of a sudden the sun triggers a burst of vitamin D production. Vitamin D sends calcium to the bones, leaving less for soft tissue. If you are calcium insufficient or deficient, and then you burn. That's what causes the sunburn. Insufficient calcium lactate. So the best thing to do is keep your body replenished with calcium lactate. And also, this is a very specific antiviral form of calcium. Used in combination with magnesium and zinc for the prevention and the treatment of cold sores and fever blisters. Prevent sunburn. Relieve muscle cramps and restless legs. Stop dry nighttime cough, especially in kids. And here's the dosage I found to be the most effective. 250 milligrams of calcium lactate with 50 milligrams of magnesium and 6 milligrams of zinc. This is a serving. So two or three servings a day, maybe even four. That will give you close to 100 milligrams of calcium. Five, and it will also give you 200 milligrams of magnesium and about 18 milligrams of zinc. That would be a good daily intake. Three to four servings of a combination of calcium lactate, magnesium, and zinc. How often do you eat nuts? You know, people eat nuts maybe for a holiday or once in a while, but they don't make it a part of their diet. In the Mediterranean countries, they have nuts almost every day. 
and nuts are a heart-healthy snack. Here are some researchers that gathered data from 60 published studies. 60 studies, including over 2 million people reporting on the effects of eating nuts on the cardiovascular health, heart disease, prevention of heart attacks and strokes. Now this is a huge study. What they did with 60 published studies, they combined all the research from these 60 studies to come up with just one study that summarizes the 60 published studies. And the results was that an ounce serving of nuts daily reduced the risk of developing or dying from cardiovascular disease, heart attacks, strokes by 25%. One ounce. That's about 18 to 20 walnuts. Walnut halves, I should say. For example, the average American eats the equivalent of two nuts daily over a year's time. But if you ate 18 to 20 walnut halves every day, it reduces your heart disease. Now we're talking about food creating such a a tremendous impact on our health, especially in this form, cardiovascular disease. Not drugs. We're talking food being the answer. Now here's one of my favorite topics. It's about berberine. Berberine is spelled B like in boy. E-R-B, like in boy. E-R-I-N-E. It's an alkaloid that's found in plants, especially Oregon grape, that is a plant, and golden seal. They're both very deep yellow in color. And berberine is an alkaloid extracted from plants of this species, and it's very deep yellow color. Here's some things I would recommend why you might want to use berberine as a alternative medicine. For number one, here I have five that I really think are the most powerful. Lower is blood sugar levels. Studies have found it can help lower blood sugar levels by increasing insulin sensitivity and reducing insulin resistance in patients with type 2 diabetes, lowering the fasting blood sugar levels by 26% and lowering the A1C level by 18%. Now, the second reason I think everyone should use berberine 
to improve cardiovascular health. Berberine has been shown to effectively lower blood pressure, also helps increase HDL, the good known as cholesterol, and reduce the risk of heart disease. Number three, boost the immune function. Has immune boosting properties. Can help increase the production of the immune cells and strengthens the immune system. Number four, help prevent cancer. Has been shown to have anti-cancer properties. Shown in research studies to reduce lung cancer cell replication by up to 30%. Decrease the activity of proteins that stimulate cancer, cancer spread by 50%. And reduce lung cancer tumor size by 74%. Number five. Anti-aging properties reduces oxidative stress, inflammation, and cellular disease, cellular damage, which can contribute to the aging process. Berberine is a very excellent alternative medicine for a variety of conditions. Drugs can only do one thing, and they don't do one thing right anyway. And they have side effects. There are no side effects to berberine. No, no toxicity. No side effects. No adverse events. But one more thing you should know about berberine. It's a fat, soluble, poorly absorbed compound. Only as little as 1%, 1% passes through the intestinal wall and circulates in the blood. What if you could get more absorbed for a more effective result? So most doctors, alternative physicians, not conventional, recommend 1,500 milligrams. So that's about 15 milligrams of berberine that's absorbable. Now there is a natural compound made from a starch, vegetable starch, that we eat every day, or most days. It's a natural starch called cyclodextrin. It's not absorbable. It's not, doesn't provide calories, but it transforms, or I should say transports, compounds with the plant starch that can be used to increase the absorption, especially of fat-soluble nutrients. So by pairing berberine with gamma-cyclodextrin, can significantly boost its absorption. This is a very natural product. Studies have shown that the body works more effectively 
1,500 milligrams to 2,000 milligrams of berberine. But now you only need to take one capsule of 250 milligrams of berberine combined or paired with gamma cyclodextrin to get far more benefits than you would have to take with a high volume of berberine without the cyclodextrin. This is a really wonderful product for those people that want to control their blood sugar levels, their blood pressure, cardiovascular disease, and more. Cholesterol. Oh my gosh. We never should try to lower our cholesterol. Cholesterol is not the problem. Triglycerides are the problem. And they're made, the triglycerides are a special kind of fat that's made from carbohydrates and sugar. So let's take a closer look at the good cholesterol, the HDL, and see what it can do for us. So why, first of all, is the HDL known as the good cholesterol? All cholesterol is good. We should not try to lower our cholesterol. We should try to increase our HDL, known as the good cholesterol. Because HDL, the high-density lipoprotein, in fact, it's not fat, it's a protein. High-density lipoprotein. It's a transporter. It's a vehicle. And also like a vacuum cleaner that picks up the extra cholesterol and the plaque that's forming in the arteries delivered to the liver to expel from the body. So HDL kicks out the plaque from the arteries, kicks it out of the body. But we need plenty of HDL. Ideally, HDL levels should be at least 40 milligrams per deciliter of blood for men and 50 for women. Every one point or one milligram increase in the good HDL cholesterol reduces heart disease by as much as 3%. So if you use good supplements to increase the HDL and a very special form of omega-3 fatty acids that primarily is extracted from the head of the salmon because in the head of the salmon we have a complex of phospholipids that are natural to the body, human body. And this form of omega-3 fatty acids increases substantially, significantly, the good cholesterol of the HDL. All fish oil is not attached to phospholipids, only from the head. The body, all the fish oil, the omega-3 fatty acids are complex 
to triglycerides. We don't want triglycerides. And all the toxins and poisons that go through the fish are found in the body of the fish, not the head. The phospholipids protect the head of the salmon from damage. So this is really extremely important to make sure that you're getting plenty of the good cholesterol. So look for salmon, which would be a really excellent way to do it. And there are, there are three other ways, too, that I, I like to remain, recommend from time to time. First of all, get better sleep. Sounds unusual, right? We're talking about cholesterol, not diet. We're talking about sleep. But in a clinical trial, HDL levels were reduced by six points in women who slept less than six hours a night. Optimal amount of sleep for HDL levels is eight hours per night. 30 to 40% of cholesterol is produced in the body at night and lose weight. That never could actually make the, it makes the best change in your, in your whole metabolic function, your whole health picture by losing weight. Get a more equal weight for your function of the body. Because weight loss, as we talk about cholesterol, weight loss increases the good cholesterol by 4 to 6%. While weight gain actually decreases the good cholesterol by 3 to 5%. So if you're a woman with an HDL of 50, increasing the HDL to 6% is a 3% increase, and that leads to almost a 10% reduction in heart disease risk. Lose weight, get more sleep, and then also you might want to think about Indian gooseberry. It's a berry that grows in India. It doesn't look like a berry. It looks more like a very small plum. It's called amla. A-M-L-A. Amla. And a thousand milligrams of amla increased levels by 14% in human clinical trials and lowered the LDL, the so-called bad cholesterol, and reduced triglycerides by up to almost 24%. It's amazing gooseberry. And why should you take iron? Well, particularly for anemia. But you might also want to add zinc as well. Iron and zinc 
are best used, used together to treat anemia. The most common type of anemia is iron-deficient anemia. Although people deficient in iron are also often frequently deficient in zinc. And zinc is critical for iron metabolism. A recent study that people who had both iron and zinc deficiency had worse heart and skin health problems and more cases of restless legs than people deficient only in iron. But if you went to your doctor, I'm sure they would prescribe a drug for this. But now these are caused by iron and zinc deficiency. See how when we don't get enough nutrients, either through food or supplements, we see unhealthy conditions, but only drug companies can prescribe drugs to treat those conditions, not food. It's illegal to talk about food making you healthy. And for better results, in addressing iron deficiency, especially iron deficiency anemia, Consider adding 20 to 30 milligrams of zinc bisglycinate daily. That is a high, highly recommended suggestion, recommendation for people that are suffering from iron anemia. But I guess I could call it more iron and zinc anemia because they work so much in tandem for the best results. And most people are afraid of iron. Iron is necessary like any other vitamin and mineral. And we need it daily. We don't store it in the body. We don't store vitamins and minerals in the body. Some longer, like the fat-soluble vitamins, yes, we do store those temporarily. But not iron and zinc. And with that, my friends, my time is done. I'll be back, though. And please put some of these suggestions to effect in your life. Have a better, higher degree and quality of health by doing some of these every day. And with that, say a prayer for this crazy world. God bless you, my friends. And God bless this great country. Thank you for listening to Terry Talks Nutrition Weekly Show. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple, Google, and iHeartRadio.